Welcome to the Lucid Body House podcast. I am your host, Faye Simpson, and I have a very exciting guest with us today, Nicole Bahari. Juilliard graduate Nicole Bahari most recently starred in Channing Godfrey People's Miss Juneteenth as Turquoise Jones, a single mom and former teen beauty queen who enters her daughter into the local Miss Juneteenth pageant. The film premiered at Sundance earlier this year to critical acclaim and earned Nicole a Gotham Award win, as well as an Indie Spirit Award nomination. Her performance was also featured in Time Magazine's 10 Best Movie Performances of 2020. Additional feature credits include 42, Shame, American Violet, and Monsters and Men. In television, Nicole recently wrapped production on Amazon's anthology series, Solos, which explores themes of human connection in the near future. She can most recently be seen in the Hulu limited series, Little Fires Everywhere, which I've seen, and the striking Vipers episode of the hit Netflix series, Black Mirror. She also recently wrapped production on the HBO limited series, Scenes from a Marriage, starring opposite Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain. Previously, Nicole starred in the Fox Supernatural series, Sleepy Hollow, for three years. What a, what a bio you have. Welcome, Nicole. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yes. that's you crazy. are a working gal. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's funny because it doesn't feel like it when you're not working, right? Yes. That is the bane of the actor's existence, right? Very strange. But yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really um, honored and and, and excited to be on this podcast and be chatting with you. Well, I remember when you were working with me in that devising class and Juneteenth came out and I remember watching it and just being so thrilled And this is why I have you on here today. I want to talk about your process. Mm -hmm. But uh, before we start that, so what a timely film, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, the movie came out as really strange time on the planet. First of all, we shot uh, in Texas in Dallas, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, uh, the beginning of 20, 2019, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the theme of sort of Juneteenth and like loosely it's about um, a single mother who's like forcing her daughter into a pageant to, uh, you know, provide a better life, a, a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of Juneteenth, which is um, June 19th, 1865, when the remainder of the enslaved African-Americans uh, post the Emancipation Proclamation were actually told you know two and a half years later that they had in fact been freed that (sighs) idea had was like mind-blowing to me so I read the script and I was just like ah this is not exactly what I I I thought it was going to be it's about a pageant it's about this woman but the themes of sort of like emancipation and freedom and citizenship and um uh you know having agency over your life were like really strong and Mm. then you know Juneteenth is a holiday that not a lot of people sort of um, know about or even celebrate. So we did this kind of in this vacuum, guerrilla style. You know, I make no money. I did it for fun. You know what I mean? For love. <laughs> um, and then cut to a year later, we, we're all locked in our homes um, because of Corona. And we are witnessing, you know, police brutality and violence and murder and George Floyd 
his life being taken on March 25th, uh, 2020. Um, which is funny that we're talking now because I think this is day two of the of the trial right now. Yes, um, it is. Mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting. It's like a whole year later, but the movie came out in the midst of that. And and to my knowledge, it was the first Juneteenth um, that had been nationally acknowledged, even though it was because Trump was like, I invented it. <laughs> like I introduced oh, right. it to the world. It was really interesting. Oh, but also there were a lot of people who were feeling like they needed to acknowledge, you know, the ancestors and commemorate um, this uh, very important but often overlooked part of our history. So it was just a very strange time to have a movie come out being, you know, quarantined in your home um, and also navigating the wounds of, you know, what this nation is, kind of looking at it very closely. But it did parallel with some of the, the themes of the story. So it was it was really interesting and kind of surreal. But so important in terms of the role of art to be released yeah. in the midst of this George Floyd tragedy and uh, all of America looking at their TVs and waking up and then being mm. able to see this this film at the same time it just feels so important like it's you know that it was timely because Mm, it it was as effective as it could possibly be with this timing yeah and also you know the movie theaters were closed so it it's sort of in a very strange and i'll just be completely honest like way because everyone was watching things on television this is a tiny movie we didn't get like massive distribution so we were streaming and suddenly people who would have never made it to sunshine cinema in yeah. new york you know who were living wherever could stream this little this little movie I so see it. yeah so that was oh. that was really interesting I, I i think the terrain has changed for indies and 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 television because of what we've just encountered. But I will say there was something really weird, like even though the themes in the movie are one thing, the poster is like my character, uh, Turquoise, sitting on the front porch with a crown on in a red dress, smoking a cigarette, like looking like like what the, I I don't know if we can swear on this, but looking like what in the heck is this? You know what I mean? Like what is this life and like, where am I going? And that's the way it felt. So if there's nothing else, like I would look at that poster and I was just like, whoa, that's how it feels yep. right now. And what is Juneteenth? Like, what is our freedom? What is it to be here? But anyway, I don't want to take up all the conversation with that. But yeah, no, I just wanted to say my the the idea of the importance of Juneteenth versus a beauty pageant mm. and and from a perspective of women's you know feminism and women's liberation, which was my generation to to how we were in disdain of the beauty pageant yep. as a way of demoralizing and having girls just think that the, all they had going was the pretty. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the Me Too movement, you know, that to see how, to, it changed my whole view of that, to see that as mm. a step forward. It was, it, yeah. Well, it was it complicated was, because this was a scholastic beauty pageant, right? right. So it's, a, it's a, technically a scholastic pageant. Um, you know, where they're teaching them history and, 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 you know, like helping them focus in on what they might want to do with their career. Right. Um, But there is a component of beauty and of sort of that sort of like debutante old South vibe, you know, (laughs) putting yourself up almost like an auction that that, 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 that initially I was like, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm with until I went down to Texas and, and, and really got a feel for, what this was. And she was like, no, it's not like a, you know, 1980s, you know, Trump sponsored basic, I hate to call on him twice, but you know, Trump sponsored (laughs) beauty beauty pageant. Um, But there were things 
even within that sort of uh, beauty pageant that's much smaller and, and like community oriented, that's about aspiration and classism, you know, and yeah. um, that was also something that my character was sort of navigating, trying to overcome, but at the same time feeling um, feeling obligated to be a part of and feeling like it was the only way. And, and I, I think especially when you talk about fe uh, fe feminism, sorry, I'm stuttering. Um, it's one of those things that's just like, what do you have to do to sort of navigate spaces? Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, do you have to press up your bust and like fix your hair and do like, 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 are there all these like unspoken rules about what it means to be a woman and, and sort of beautiful? There's a line her mother says, you know, uh, all you got to do is be beautiful, you know, and like use it properly, sort of wield it responsibly and you get everything you want. And she's like, that's not everything. You know, I like I got things through my wits as well. Um, and that's just, that's sort of an interesting generational difference, but mm -hmm. it's, it's a huge part of the conversation because at the same time, she's forcing her daughter into doing it the old way. Yeah. It, I mean, such a conversation and, and a picture of survival. And that's mm. um, in Variety Magazine's interview, you spoke of many things um, about your process and, and, and how, I mean, it was a tough given circumstances for you to embody mm. but the two things that you that stood out to me about your about your understanding of the role was appreciating the sacrifice and love of struggling mothers that yeah. the mother beauty or no beauty get up there and get the prize and get your education like the opportunity is the much more important conversation mm. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. I, I kind of feel like you summed that up. Like it's, yeah. it's just yeah. one of those things I mean, that you see, you know, that one is just sort of observation, seeing so much of that in my life and my community um, and yeah. sort of wanting to honor it and show the sort of, I feel like there have been quite a few depictions of single mothers that are struggling, but it's always so tough. You know, you don't sort of see the sensitivity um, and the cost of it. And so that was something that, although I wanted her to have, you know, um, you know, um, gravity and I wanted her to still have edge, I thought it was important to, and it's something that, that we worked on, you know, the heart space, yeah. you know, yeah, and how that, how that manifests in behavior and, um, and in her carriage. Oh, I thought you, you did a, a very complex, um, rendition of her there's so many things but the the sacrificing for the daughter and struggling was certainly part of it but you know there were two men vying for your attention there so it was you could have called it a love story too <laughs> but you said in this one interview you said um it's really about a woman falling in love with herself mm -hmm. and that made that's what i saw yeah when i watched the film that's what i saw wow thanks. can you <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah, I mean, I was really moved by your the under your the process that Turquoise was going through mm -hmm. to in all of her conflicts to get to know herself mm -hmm. and not just sacrifice everything for her daughter and lose herself. Yeah. And not just make choices and lose herself. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like she learned it through her daughter by being inspired by the very thing she had invested yeah. in, in a way. 
Um, yes. But also if you sort of go back and look at it again, you're like, oh yeah, right. That this is what her journey is. I think a lot of the films that I love to be completely honest and was like raised watching the happily ever after is once you find the guy and then you don't know what else yes. happens, right? right? And in this one, it's like, she has two options. One of them literally comes in on a horse. Like, like if you're looking for your knight in shining armor, there he is, you know, he's like yeah. offering a job and a position and all these things. But she knows it's one of my favorite lines and it's super, it's like super simple, but she just is like, I want something of my own, you know, like I want, I want something for myself, something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm like loosely paraphrasing it, but um, that means a lot to me. And it makes me think a great deal about Juneteenth as a whole, like the concept, you know what I mean? Of like freedom and, and, and having agency and, and, and like what that yeah. means, not having to, because women, you know, people are going to probably hate me for this, but, you know, slavery is a chattel system. Women, for the longest, were also sort of like, you know, uh, shopped off, you know, even when you think of yeah. the pageants, the pageants are a version of that, right? Yeah. Who is the, the mm -hmm. fairest and then who can afford the fairest or a debutante ball or whatever. So there are like all these like parallel sort of uh, <laughs> multidimensional yeah. things kind of going on that are still in our culture, uh, very strong that we're navigating. And, and I, I think Turquoise was finding like, hey, I've been running this, this, this shop, I have the ability to do yeah. it, but never saw herself as worthy or capable until, until the very end. Um, and that's just, you know, it's just tremendously um, rewarding to sort of end in that place. But I, I had even thought to myself, and they're actually going to do a TV show. I'm not a part of the, of the TV show, but um, oh, you're kidding. No, I'm not. They're making I'm it not, into a But series? they are doing a series. So like one of my questions is always like, well, what happens, you know, like when she starts yeah. a business and her daughter is. And so that's actually going to happen, you know, because a lot of a lot of our movies end with like, oh, we kind of got the thing. But it's like, so then what happens in a woman's journey when she becomes an entrepreneur and, you know, yeah, oh, no. empower not following the the patriarchy, not following the the white idea of what women should look like, much less black women. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's like you're, you're moving through your, your own relationship with the daughter, then the community and then yourself mm. and becoming this businesswoman. It was just so inspiring and, and uh, such an impor important journey that I felt you, you personally embodied. And that's what I, I want to talk about next. Mm. I mean, I remember, Nicole, the day you walked into my lucid body class and I had never seen you before. And <laughs> I was like, okay, so have you had your basics? <laughs> I think it was an advanced class. And you said, no. And I was like, hmm. And then <laughs> a few minutes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> all the community listening to this podcast will all be like shaking their heads because I'm like, you have to have your basics first. I don't know how um, I snuck in exactly. I don't know. I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. But I remember after 10 minutes just looking at you because you, you are an actress that works from your body. I mean, you dove deep into the work without any, there was no need it felt for... It so good. Your class is, in, is, yeah. in, is incredible. I'm sorry not to cut you off, but I'm like, I wish I could be doing it now, actually. <laughs> so, you know? yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah. so we did, you and I did work a bit together on this role mm -hmm. and... Um, we worked with your layers and diagnosing and uh, we talked a little bit about 
the persona being the survivor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then some of the underlayers. I mean, the underlayers, which I thought you embodied so well, it's that imploded one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you want to talk about yeah, anything? Yeah, I mean, that- I was having a little bit of, it's funny because one of the scenes that I was so nervous about didn't end up being in the movie because um, it was sort of, uh, we we didn't, we ran out of time because we were sort of a, a very low budget and we lost the light and it was like the last day of shooting or whatever. So we didn't end oh. up doing this, but we prepared for it. And either way, it's still a very important uh, color that was always underneath either way, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that we did that work. But one of the big things that we discovered in our session, I thought was um, the, the root one, you know, and whatever it was, whatever her trauma was, whatever that reaction is to sort of that moment of explosion when she's trying to protect her, her daughter, how sometimes she can Mm -hmm. go into that very visceral, strong, you know, mama lion place. And then other times where Mm -hmm. it's like just the need, you know, and, and her, her having been, um, uh, sort of abandoned, we did some work. I can't remember exactly. We just did some repetition of, of language and just like dropping into it. Um, and, and yeah. I think sorry. I think I remember doing some history. So I think we created some, even though it was not written in the mm-hmm. script. I mean, that's what we usually do when we're working with a character. It's like going backwards. And I remember you being uh, working as, as a, a child, child. Exactly. getting that child. Yes, yes. yes, a child being abandoned, like you know, and and needing yeah. needing either food or safety or some sort of cover. And that being taken, you know, and sort of working with that. And it was, it was, it was very intense what, um, what came up, you know, Um, and that, and and that sort of, I knew that there was something that I needed there. And I thought that it was a sort of bravado, but then I, I recognized by getting in touch with, with that vulnerability and that need that the level of bravado that's actually need and the level of compensation or the level of, I guess three that was developed because of that Mm -hmm. was because of what happened. You know what I mean? So it was like, ah, okay. So that's why she takes care of everything. And because she's got to cover that I need these things. No one's going to give it to me, you know? Um, And so that, that session and that realization was really powerful. And I I feel like from there, I already had, you know, I had already auditioned for the part and everything, but I knew that I needed more. And that really, um, basically took me the rest of the way. And you also did a really interesting thing where I was kind of speaking the character and I was speaking in the dialect, which I had just gotten real tapes. I had asked Channing for tapes of people mm-hmm. that, that were local because I, I know some people from Texas and I've lived in the South and I feel like I can hear it, but it's also a very specific like, you know, every region of that, Texas is a huge state. It's like a country. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, yes. it's, it's almost like if you're from the Bronx or you're from Jersey, it's all different. It's like different sounds. So mm-hmm. you have to be respectful of that. I was sort of playing with that. And, and you were just like, I think I was being a bit precious with the with, with where I was speaking. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, just put it out there just and tell her not to go. And, um, you know, yeah, exactly. Improvise, improvise. We just start talking. Just and start I talking. think that that yeah. really helped with the ownership um, you know, and that's something I don't do in front of other people. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> I do that alone. And that's, that's like my personal <laughs> studio bedroom, living room work. And I was like, wait, because it was our first time doing like a one-on-one or anything like that. And, and, and you were like, just, you know, talk to her about. And I was like, oh, well, I haven't really thinking to myself, like I haven't really quite mastered this. Controlled this. You know, yes. I don't want anyone to yes. see me yeah. floundering. Um, and I also don't want to lock in the wrong vowel sounds and all that stuff. But there's something about just having the authority over it, you know, that... It's like, it's like anything where you, we go back and forth, right? You, if you learn your lines too quick, it's just even in text work, then the body is just, you're, is left mm. behind. And so even if it's an accent, if you're learning it to the T, getting it all perfect, then there's somehow the process of getting it in the body is, is left mm-hmm. behind. And I think that's what, that's what I was encouraging is even before you had it down to let yourself just feel that twang a little bit and and speak from what's important from the character people do you hear that that's so like it i think it really shifted it changed the game for me that part because i i mm-hmm. i have an ear like i love to sing and all that kind of stuff so i was like oh i know i'm gonna get this accent but i didn't want to but there was something different in, in in sort of like you said speaking from the body and owning owning what the character is doing with their voice versus making the perfect sounds yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's the same thing you with the body. We could diagnose the body perfectly, but then really I, I remember so vividly that session you're talking about the child, the imploded root, which of course you can't do it. You can't do that where the nervous system goes into that mm. shock place of fear without touching into your own nervous system. I mean, that's what we do. We work with the real material. And so um, for you, I just remember watching you on that film and just thinking, God, I hope you're taking mm, care of yourself yeah. because that fear, that fear and that, that hyper nervous system always alerted is so hard to sustain. And of course it, as you said, it manifests then out in that survivor in that exploded one, exploded three, it's manifesting in the woman that refuses to give up because that fear is hovering underneath the whole time. Mm. The whole time. Mm. I thought it was, and I know, cause you know, you had a lot of close ups. So mm. I was like, <laughs> I was like mm. there she is. Mm. She's got it. That complexity. So did you, were you able to, to care for yourself? Like come back into a center? Yeah. I mean, a part As of I it say, was also some, some of the chakra system work. I would do my own meditations on, on my, um, on my solar plexus. <laughs> And also mm-hmm. just like my, on my, uh, what is it? Crown just for Nicole, you know, just like yep. check in yep. make yep. sure I'm good. Kind of, you know, like this is make believe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. This yeah. This is real, not Nicole. real. Yeah. Like calm down. Yeah. Um, and that was actually yeah. helpful. I mean, I, I've, I've been doing that for years, sort of checking in in that way, but hello. Do I still have you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. here. I'm here. But yeah. I um, I think knowing that I was working with your system as well, and just like aligning that, like that's her. It sort of helped me in a way make a make a differentiation yeah. a differentiation at night, um, or in the morning, or when I had days off to sort of be like, or even at lunch, just to sort of check back in with with mine that I didn't need to be churning quite as much. If that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a it's the holistic view of acting in my in my 
understanding is that we need to be trust the fact that we can get into the complexity of the layers of the character and then we can step out we don't have to stay there because oh i've got it now (laughs) and so i want to stay with it because film they're going to film this scene in three hours so i'm just going to stay here in this nervous survival place as opposed to what i'm training people to do is to move into that complex place and then know that you can put your hands yes. on the wall. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, ground, you gave me breath, that, and that out. was huge, being able to put the hands on the wall. Yeah. And I, I have Alexander as well from school, so yeah. I would I, I would so drop good. down into my feet and all that good stuff, free your neck, allow your, you know, your hands to roll over the top, yeah. all that stuff. But I did notice, yeah. I did notice a very funny thing, like on this one that never happened, and maybe I'm trying to blame this on character or some sort of existential thing, and it's probably just being in Texas, but I ended up eating a lot more meat on that shoot. There was a lot of meat. I'm like uh-huh. a pescatarian. I was eating like ribs and chicken. Wow. I didn't like gain weight or anything. I just had all this this desire to eat meat, like blood. Yeah, it's like like really interesting because I'm like my family was like, yo, when you yeah. were in Texas, you were eating barbecue like every day. I was like, I really was. What is that about? So that was interesting because I have no appetite for that. It's not a thing I'm, I, I, I'm never like, yeah, interesting. that was interesting. That was the only thing. Well, you know, I think the character, we and the character, right? A and B mm. become C, right? You, your body, A, the character is given circumstances, B, and then it becomes C, this thing where, of course, you were living and breathing the given circumstances in that culture. Yeah. You're you know, surrounded by that culture, it makes sense to me that you would feel kind of left out if you didn't have a little barbecue. You know? (laughs) Left out of the the sensory, the complete sensory Mm -hmm. of Texas. And and, and Mm -hmm. that's a big part of what what we kind of talked about as well was like the heat, you know, the sort of grounding, the 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 pace. Um there is something, even though she's not yes. like overtly sen- like super sensual and also, you know, all of the people who are listening are like creatives and actors and directors and whatnot. So, you know, sometimes you shoot things, yeah. don't keep everything. There was, there were some, some more references to her having stripped in the past and, you know, having like mm-hmm. a little bit more sensuality um, or sexuality in her life and the way that she presented herself. And so I like, I do mm-hmm. think that that's interesting. I tried to, put a version of that into my body but like almost like someone who Mm -hmm. had rejected it because of shame if that makes sense like like it's available but you're choosing not to live in it um yeah yeah that's great that's part of your history I remember working with that a little bit that sense that if this was how you were making your living that two and three are together right they're they're survival based and um I certainly felt that sensual in some of those scenes you had with, was it? Yes, um, Kendrick. Kendrick. Yes, and speaking of, I I actually should have said this earlier, you know, when the film came out, when the movie came out um, in June of last year, it was during the protests and, you know, Kendrick, while we were shooting, he was already organizing Kendrick Sampson, um, terrific actor, he played Ronnie, he played my husband he was dedicated to like working with for the community and doing all sorts of rallies and everything. And then when everything hit, he was out there on the front lines. He was shot by rubber bullets. He was arrested. Um, You know, so this is like, I mean, it's real for all of us, but this is someone who was like in the midst of on the very front front lines lines, and then had a movie out at the same time and was sort of like, 
here wow. I am doing interviews with Variety and Kendrick is like, I just got shot by a bunch of bullets and I'm protesting. And I was like, whoa, whoa. But isn't yeah. that fantastic to get, not that he got shot by the rubber bullet, but fantastic that that activist, his need to be heard is the, the, the film is giving him yeah. advocacy voice. People say, recognize yeah. him, they listen more. I mean, that is what that, that, I mean, I, I so believe that art, theater, any painting, dance, it's, it's all about changing our society and our community. If we can get people to see and look. So that sounds like a, a very important duality. Yeah. And there's something that, that, that he would say to like, people are like, out. well, how is this important now? And it's, it's a matter of, you know, bringing that joy when there's so much going on and also recognizing the people that are, you know, forgotten, whose tales are not sort of told yeah. is, um, you know, a big part of, I think, why we both wanted to do it, not knowing that we had that in common, that that's why we wanted to do it. And then, you know, recognizing mm. he's not playing, like this is a real dedication. And there are many of us out there that are dedicated and just work in different ways, you know, to sort of speak up. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry. I, I just had to, yeah. I had to throw that in there because I'd be remiss not no, to mention. No, good. I'm glad you yeah. did. Kendrick yeah. Sampson. Yeah, so that's going to lead me into... Um, I'd like to talk to you about your devising because you've been in my class and I've seen some great work coming from you on the Indie Wire interview. You said, create what mm -hmm. you want to see, what you think is missing, which is again, art and politics. Like if it's not being heard, make yeah. it right. If it's not being seen. Yep. Do it. Yes, I don't know if you want to talk yes, any more yes, about that, yes. your commitment to that devising. Was, no, that was, you don't have to, you don't have to no, give that any was secrets busy. away. Um, it was actually during the, the quarantine last year, even after, the, or at, mm. sort of, I guess it was June and July um, that we did the devising workshop. And yeah. I was just like, yeah. you know, I'm at home. I, I need creativity. There are, there have been some things I've been thinking about and the way that you structured it was like dreams. Well, I don't know. Can I share these things? I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, like some yes. dream work. Yes. And then like, of course, these different characters that are coming up and things that are obviously on our hearts and so much was happening. I mean, it was such a blessing to be with that class because everyone was dealing with this incredible moment. So it was much. such a powerful, yeah. scary, you know, it was just such an insane moment on the history of, like, of this planet, right? <laughs> of the planet. Of the planet, Not, yes. You it, know, and, was, and here yeah. we were coming together um, to create something, you know, create like a piece and, 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 and sort of share it with one another. So that was just, thank you for creating that space. And just that in and of itself was so necessary and so healing and just... I didn't, I didn't recognize how much I need it and how much we, we need that, especially if mm -hmm. the theaters are closed. We're not, you know, getting that same yeah. um, uh, interaction or even artistic outlet that isn't about a capitalist kind of thing. Like, it's not like you're getting some big TV yeah. show or something. It's just what's coming from your guts. Um, anyway, yeah. in devising, I don't know. It was just like a really physical, also similar to the moment where you were like, girl, just talk you know, just, just, just use the words and just go for it. <laughs> I was just, I guess maybe this is my way. I'm just a little bit cautious and a little precious. And there was like this, I guess I can at least talk about this, like this spider character that kept coming up, this like spider woman um, <laughs> that I was just like, I loved her. what this is. This doesn't seem, this doesn't make sense. And 
being in such a safe space and an ex exploration, like an exploration and sort of a um, just a really safe space, I got to play as that character and then she turned into a little girl and then, you know, that turned into something else and mm -hmm. these other things started sort of um, popping up. Um, I feel like there has to be more of that now, almost sort of like more than ever, because uh, there's just so much that we're navigating and we need to uh, make sense of it. And and I, I feel like that's what this whole thing is for. That's what the expression and the arts are for, um, to sort of make sense of this life or at least explore it. We don't have to like land on an answer. Um, I got that concept from Toni Morrison. She talked about how she would read books and she'd never quite found the book that she really wanted to read. So she had to write it. And, mm. you know, since, <sighs> since, yeah. since working, um, we did a presentation at the end of, I think it was, 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 was it four weeks? I can't remember how many weeks it was. Six weeks. Okay. I think it was six we, weeks. We, we did a presentation mm -hmm. and to be completely honest, maybe at like the third or fourth week, I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm going to come up with anything. And the more I just spent time with it and we continued to present, by the time we did the presentation, I was like, well, I'll just see what I have, you know, <laughs> and I'll just show it to them. But when I, when I did it, I was like, oh, there's, there's something here. So, so there is something really important about having um, community while you're creating. Um, Definitely. That's it's like exactly the healing circle, what, oh I call it. God, that's exactly I, what it is, I remember oh, you complaining. I wasn't, I wasn't Believe me, I remember. You're like, uh, no, I'm not prepared. So. Yes. I'm not prepared. And I was like, do whatever you want. Just do whatever you have. And every time you did it, I was like, oh, I love this because you just because of who you are, when you express, there's a, a raw truthfulness about it. And obviously other people know this because that's mm. why you're working so much, but it was, and also what we're saying, the moment in time and that in particular, and it mm -hmm. will continue, right? The, the, you know, it's not it's over, not over um, that you are, mm. are an important voice. But so it, many, what's going I mean, on what in the body. And the, I, but that happened, not just for me, it happened for a lot of my classmates as well. Do you know what I mean? So it was like yeah. being in that space and recognizing yeah. we're all sort of in this world where we want to present the finished product and that's not what this is for this is process this is love right. this is the, all the dirt and the grit and the figuring it out in a safe space in a loving space and i think we we, we absolutely yeah. like everyone who's listening to this if you're like me you should you actually really should do this because <laughs> because you'll discover that like you're actually holding yourself back in like so many in so many ways and i don't think of myself as someone who holds myself back i, I don't I, I i don't i don't feel that way but then when you're in a space like this you're like oh wow I'm still, I'm still doing it and almost need that check-in, you know, um, so that someone says, oh, no, you can go a little further or, oh, you're not ready. Well, you're going next. <laughs> you're like, ah, you know. Yeah. Now, I recently did a, a dream workshop. I took mm. it from Ken Barnett, who does the dream work. Um, Kim Gillingham started this, uh, taught, introduced me to it out in LA. And uh, it's, it's, fodder for this mm -hmm. that this devising work it's just because it's tapping into the unconscious into all those places that i try to do in lucid body the the dream work is the deepest you can go because it's without any boundaries and so suddenly the body's expressing and images mm. are coming up like they do in dreams
that mm-hmm. you're not prepared for. Like, oh, why is that person there? So I think that's that my personal process also is in need of being in a space where things can come out of my body. I'm not in control and I'm not trying to, to have product, but I, I want to be, I want to know more about my own truth so I can be a better teacher. I can be a better person. I can be a better friend, a better mother. You know, that I think that work is important for, yeah. And that's actually interesting because I, I actually completed I wrote a script sort of by, based on what we did with devising and I'm trying to film it, but I am having, uh, and this is like really, this is real uh, stuff guys. I'm really talking about this because I am having like a moment of yeah, like, I'm going like, actually, I don't know if I want it to be product, you know what I mean? Like, or if I just want to continue to explore right, it and right. you know, um, yeah, it, because there's a kind of shaping and um, structure that you and that I end up, um, you know, enforcing because it's for other people. It is for um, an audience, for an ear and for eyes and all that good stuff. Yeah. But you did share with us also, she was very generous to share um, a video that that you had done, it, you know, to sort yeah. of give us an idea of yeah. what called. Yeah. Testing yeah, positive. Yeah. 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 And that was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always thought that circle, what we said, that circle when you said, oh, and just even having the classmates there to have to present to, and then you can take mm-hmm. it out to a bigger audience on the stage or, or to film. But the, the idea that the, that the recognition of the individual truth is like a, it's like a hummingbird. It, 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 there's an energetic wave that hits your audience and they're like, ah, oh, I feel that too. I I feel mm. that too. I know that you're opening, you're opening doors and hearts because of your own work. And that is the healing mm. process. And it feels generous and important. Wow. So I'm all for you taking that piece. Yeah. Out you see public. that guy? I mean, you see that? Like it's about generosity too. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's the thing. It I think is. that's the thing that you're helping me to understand. Even when it comes to the like I think that's the through line for me with, you know, diagnosing and like seeing what's happening with the characters, but then specifically as an actor, you know, it's use your voice. It's just, you know, you you may not have it all figured out, but jump in. What do you have today? Work from, you know, whatever you did prepare or wherever you are, yes. be in that body of yours. And, you know, it's really about a kind of generosity, I think. Yeah. Um, that be, because of, yeah. you know, to sort of take it back to Juneteenth, for whatever reason, there's like a fear that, you know, you can do too much, you can be too much, you'll get it wrong. And that might jeopardize your work or the way people see you, or it might be, you know, too, for me, it's, it's sort of like a, will it be too much kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that's the the whole idea of um, the 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 problem with the industry, and you know much more than I. But that you know, the industry is kind of making one feel I should only mm-hmm. express this so that I get these kind of roles, or I can only, as opposed to being I'm an actress. This is what what do you want me to do? I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And this is what I want to say. And I, it just feels like there should be a, a yeah expansion that could should be allowed in the industry um that i mean it's one of the reasons i've i've Mm. stayed in this realm 
in the teaching and the low because I I I don't want that. Mm. I don't want that boundary. Mm. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. But well, we um, appreciate. I mean, I appreciate <laughs> you for doing this. This is this is this is no. This is I'm in the right place work, for sure. Think, yeah, you know, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in the right place. So you are a doll. I love Aww. talking to you. I love our conversations. Oh my goodness. You're a rock star. No, that's you're a man. movie star. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Everybody watch out for scenes from a man. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. So that was that was interesting. That. I'm not even sure how much I can say about them, but I love I got to work with Jessica right. Chastain, who's incredible, and Oscar Isaacs. Uh, both, both, just Amazing. you know, incredible people. I don't have a massive part in it, but I have a massive part in it because it's like it's like a forehander. It's it's basically I can at least say this is yeah. basically them. You know, it's based on um, Ingmar Bergman's. Yeah, yeah. So Bergman. it's basically yeah. them, but we have you know a few I other mean, characters peppered in there. So that was just an honor, and I. Who plays the Who husband? Plays your oh, husband? my husband? Oh, see, you're putting it all together. I, you're... Your husband. <laughs> Corey uh, Stahl, actually. Corey Stahl. I've seen scenes from a marriage. He's, oh, yeah. Great. He's he Corey is. Stahl's yes, he is. And he's, he's brilliant and yes. so nice. Such a nice person. It's, which is such a treat. Yeah. Yes, we are very um, proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's one of your people. Fantastic. One of your people. Over there. Yep. <laughs> One of ours, and and the other thing that you have, yeah, solos from Amazon. Solos. Um, yeah, from Amazon. That, that I, they're a so, little more cagey about that, so I can't really speak about that. Um, yeah, I'm just telling our listeners, um, yes, because we're we're slowly winding down here. I'm telling you, look out for scenes from a marriage and solos to see Nicole Vahari at her. Oh my goodness. In her Hopefully. glory. I will say shooting during COVID is very strange. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing these two because they were both shot in 2020 during everything, masks and shields and gloves and sanitizer and everything. <laughs> these, these, oh, yes, but yes, then yes, you of, would course, take the mask of course. Off but it's just shoot. an interesting, you yeah, know, yeah, dynamic yeah. on set. It's just, just, just very different. But thank you so much for having me, honestly. Yeah, it was such a pleasure. I mean, I could talk to you all day. I, I miss seeing you, and I hope I get to be yeah, that would be in a the dream. studio really with you would. soon. All right. Well, yeah. Well, you let me know about that. Um, I will. I generation. will. I mean, now that you've brought the generosity <laughs> back in there, and I'm not just being selfish and thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> please yes. offer it to yes that's the us. key that's what it's all about it's so funny i mean i'll admit it on this it podcast is. like you forget sometimes it gets i get a little precious you know so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah, dear. Love you guys. thank, thank you, you so much conversation. Take care. you're welcome everybody else lucid body house this is faith simpson and uh our next our next episode will be with another TV guest and I will keep that a secret. Okay.
I would like to thank our Lucid Body House sponsors, the Miller Voice Method, an effective voice and breath training by Scott Miller, Leah Kalish, Understand Your Past, Change Your Future, sessions available anywhere via Zoom, David Simpson's Chiropractic on West 57th Street in Manhattan, the Actors Center, and the multidisciplined artist Andressa Ferletti. Thank you for making the Lucid Body House thrive.